0: Hey Heather, look at that schlong. <laughs> What'd you think of that?
1: You fuck with me, I'll show you the fires of hell.
0: Welcome to Movie Mug and the Father and Son Podcast. That's straight out of Compton.
1: Crazy motherfucking named Jack. And we'll just stop right there. (laughs) (laughs) I saw you lift your hand like you're about to do your special finger thing.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm just gonna, gonna halt
1: right there. I don't even know what they say after. Yeah,
0: me either. No idea. (laughs) That's
1: why. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's why. Well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies and having a conversation, but more importantly, spending quality father-son time together, episode 99.
1: We're getting there. It's
0: like fucking Christmas Eve. (laughs) so i gave you some assignments to do to get ready for episode number 100 how how's that coming
1: you know exactly how it's coming
0: you know we had to lose power to even get you to work on it for just like what 15 minutes not even basically didn't have power for like two days so there's nothing literally nothing that you can do and you still didn't do it will will you have it done Yes. Will you do it you, this week before we record? Like, will you do it? It'll be before, before th- we record. Duh. <laughs> will Will it be before the day we record? I don't know. Come on, man. I want you to put some thought into it.
1: Yeah, and so like days are re- pretty long, and so it's not like I'm gonna be like, oh, it's the day before we record. Let me rush all my answers. Take some time this week. I will.
0: Uh, you, you say that? Trust me no, for shit, you guys. no! I don't trust you. <laughs> I don't fucking trust you at all it's when it comes happen. to shit like that. Well, I know it's going to happen. Well, I don't know it's going to happen, but we don't get to do an episode one hundred every day. You know what I mean?
1: Yes, I know what
0: you. We've doing. been building up to this and building up to
1: it. Yeah, and I'm gonna do it.
0: Okay, all right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is? It's lobby time with Vincent Jack. <laughs> All right buddy welcome to the movie mug and lobby this time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to the movie we're going to be watching to talk about but we still think it's important enough to warrant some airtime time wow <laughs> uh first of all i was listening to our our last episode and uh i think i'm just going to throw it out there i think that i'm the most immature 51 year old man On the
1: planet. What did we talk about that makes you think that? We talked about pooping out of your dick. (laughs) (laughs) And And I feel like I mostly drove that conversation and I kept bringing it back.
0: Well, but then I brought up. Would burps be funnier if they came out of your butt, and would yeah. farts be funnier if they came out of your mouth?
1: That one was dumb. That that one was a lot dumber. I think you even said, burping out your dick."
0: I think you said something like, "This is the most immature, or I don't know, something conversation we've ever had on here." But it just popped in my head, so I'm just <laughs> telling you, man. I deep thoughts. Should I be embarrassed about that, or should I just embrace it and be like, you know what, that's that's who I am, whatever, dude? I I just wonder when people listen to us if they're like, dude, that fucking
1: he's fit. Dude, what's wrong with him? Who taught Jack to be all mature and cool? Not no, him.
0: I'm pretty sure they're not saying that.
1: Yeah, I just,
0: I was listening to it and I just thought, good Lord. I'm...
1: <laughs> you wanted to cut it all out?
0: <laughs> no, I didn't want to cut it out at all. I just, Fuck. I mean, you know, it's not the first episode where I've sounded like a nine-year-old laughing about toots and tallywhackers. <sighs>
1: but that one's the worst one by far.
0: It might be. It might be.
1: It's gross thinking about it. Yeah. Anywho. Uh,
0: also, last week, we talked about The Witch Doctor, the ooh ah ting tang yeah. walla walla bing bang and you said, was that a good song? Uh, number one on the charts for three weeks in 1958, <laughs> Billboard ranked it as one of the top four songs of the year as it sold over one million copies. Wow. Mm-hmm. Dude, simpler times.
1: Simpler times require stupider songs? I
0: guarantee Crazy Frog didn't get that.
1: Yeah, but Crazy Frog was obviously worse, but still.
0: There were crazy songs in the 50s. I I love 50s music. Fuck, I love all kinds of music. You know that. It, I span the generations of, of music. Mm-hmm. Give me Big Band. Give me the 50s, the doo-wop. The, give you some gangster rap. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I got the playlist on Spotify. For There's, anything. For anything. Not Well, no opera. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, Fuck man. that shit. I got it all.
1: Figaro. Figaro, 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 Figaro. That's like everybody's
0: go-to when they don't That's know anything about opera, because <laughs> you've seen you've seen Bugs Bunny before.
1: I've seen the actual guy doing it. Have you? Yeah, doing Figaro. Yeah, the Figaro. Song. What does Figaro mean? I looked it up. I don't remember what it means. Is it, fig- it Figaro or Figaro? Like F I G A R O. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, and The guy, he had like a big bushy black beard. Yeah. And like a black hair.
0: Yeah, I think he's uh me dude some women. Oh. Yeah, I think he, uh he's I know Italian, who you're talking about. It's the I only think. fucking opera guy that I can think of. And I, I think he's been accused of all sorts of shit. Okay. Bot- Botticelli or, fuck, I don't Stop know. Stop making shit no, I
1: think that's what it is. Um Monticello, I think yeah. that's him.
0: Monticello, isn't that where George Washington lived, or something? Uh,
1: I think it's Thomas Edison. Yeah, (laughs) Thomas. I don't know. Thomas. Thomas. It was Thomas Jefferson. It's the guy on the the nickel.
0: Yeah, that's Albert Einstein. I think.
1: Yeah. All right,
0: that's uh, it's pretty light lobby today. That's all I got. You uh, you kind of you want to add anything? No. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and I will unveil today's movie. Jack, do you know what that means? I do not. That means we are headed to the 80s. Whippy. Uh-huh. Yippee. A little, little production value, man. I'm kind of, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: raising the bar a little bit. Every time I think of noises in a podcast, I think of the, that episode of Always Sunny. <laughs> they got like the... We need boing, a soundboard. Boing, boing, boing. We need a soundboard
0: really, really bad. That only took me uh, six hours on GarageBand. So you impressed?
1: Did you make that? I did. I thought you like found it. No, I made it. I, I, it was so good. I thought it was one of their templates. <laughs> All right. So today's movie
0: came out in 1983.
1: Oh, I just realized <laughs> that we just did lobby time. I was thinking you are doing something 80s theme for lobby time. I didn't realize you're about to. <laughs> you didn't realize that we just did lobby I just, time. I, I just sat here and cruised through. <laughs> <laughs> And when he said that this movie came out in 1983, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's picking an 80s movie. Welcome to the show, Jack. Thanks.
0: Welcome. Do we need to go back and redo lobby time? No. Did you, I mean, you didn't sound like shit. All right. <laughs> Today's movie came out in 1983. It is rated R. It is one hour and 39 minutes. We're going to see pyramid-shaped
1: boobies in this?
0: No pyramid. That's like the 50s and 60s. <laughs> There's no pyramid-shaped booty. It's boobies. crazy how
1: the woman's body has transformed so much yeah. over the year. Yeah,
0: from torpedoes <laughs> to... To globes of glory. <laughs> what decade was that? Is that now globes of glory? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have They're that not one.
1: pointy anymore.
0: Is that what the cool kids say? <laughs> I just <laughs> made that up. All right. All right, Rotten Tomatoes gives it an 83%, and IMDb, 6.4 out of 10. 83 for... The movie from 83. Let's see what the Mormon mothers have to say. While there are several scenes of female nudity, there is no male nudity offered for female viewers to enjoy. (laughs) Do?
1: (laughs) It actually says that. That brings the age-old question. Do fucking female... I guess they have to.
0: Enjoy male nudity? Yeah. I think they like seeing a nice butt.
1: Yeah, but the whole, like... Penis? Wow, that's a nice cock. (laughs) Hey, Heather,
0: look at that schlong.
1: (laughs) What'd you think of that? Look at that ding dong dangle though. Paula, pause it real quick. (laughs) I want to get a look at that head. Look at that big old vein. (laughs) Goodness me. He must be hot. Look how his balls sag. (laughs) Oh, Janet, I caught you looking. Did they spray something on there to make him glisten like that? (laughs) Where's the hair? Does he use no-no? How long can we keep this going? (laughs) (laughs) We could go for a long time with that. Oh. All right. Oh, look at that bird's nest. That's so cute. <laughs>
0: oh. I wish I had a parakeet. I could just lay my eggs in it. <laughs> All right. I
1: bet his yogurt tastes so good. No. Carol. Oh, gosh.
0: <laughs> you always just take it. Where
1: else are we going? Are we going to talk about far. the underside of the penis I or something? <laughs>
0: Oh God oh, look how his balls hang lower than his penis. I bet those touch the water while he poops. <laughs> all right, enough
1: I'd love to fit his whole package in my mouth like a little treat
0: what is the is the package like the dick and balls
1: <laughs> I've no, I think it's normally referred like the bulge, like to, what you
0: can see in the pants
1: well to me i think it's I always think just the dick because the balls aren't. Doing anything or no. doing anything for anyone?
0: When I'll tell your mother I'm here to deliver a package, like when I dress up as the UPS man on Saturday don't nights? Balls in her, dude. No, I don't. I don't.
1: That's, the balls don't do anything but <laughs> <The swing>. slam. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> this is all we are now. We're just gross. I'm a dirty old man and you're fucking dirty 20 year old. That's that's what, that's what we've become. That's what we become. And I, I like think,
1: it. I don't think we became that.
0: And I like it. All right, one more thing from the Mormon mothers. At a party, a boy removes a young girl's bra, exposing her breast and fondles them. However, no male nudity is offered. (laughs) Like, the Mormon mother who wrote this is fucking horny to see some male stuff. All right, one more thing. A naked female body is needlessly seen through frosted glass of a shower stall. They're like, you didn't have to do that. No butts were pressed up against the frosted glass.
1: I was thinking... No cock and balls were pressed against the shower glass for the female viewers to enjoy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was simply not offered. I like how they use the word offered. I know, <laughs> it's right? weird. It's bizarre. I'd like to offer you a good deal. <laughs> My balls on the glass. <laughs>
0: All right, this movie is called Valley Girl. Great. I don't know this
1: movie, but I know that song.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that song's not in it.
1: Yeah, but I know what a valley girl is yeah
0: that's by uh moon zappa which is frank zappa's daughter which you don't know anything about either of them and i've heard dweezil frank zappa, zappa. who is
1: frank zappa
0: frank zappa he was a uh a musician who had really weird songs oh really weird songs and i'm not valley girl like oh my god <laughs> okay fine
1: for sure for sure that's bitching.
0: oh my god like totally
1: so you know nothing about this movie? No.
0: That makes me really, really happy. So I'm
1: about to see like a lot of boobies. And no dick. That's fine. I don't prefer seeing that. All right, let's do it. Let's totally take a movie mug and pause.
0: <music> And we are back after watching 1983's Valley Girl. Yep. Blast from the past. How
1: yeah, old is completely. that? Completely. You said it's from 83. Yeah. Yeah, do the math. Seven. So that's nineteen ninety. So that's seventeen to get to two thousand. So then you add the one of twenty twenty one. So that's eighteen. That's thirty eight years old. Holy shit, really? I think. (laughs) I'll I'll do it on my phone. Yeah. I mean I did it really slow. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Um minus nineteen eighty three. Yeah, 38. Wow. Give or take, because Fuck. it might have come out like at a later month.
0: I'm old, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm old.
0: My life's more than halfway over, dude. Suck it up. <laughs> All right. Well, let me give it the 50 Cent tour. This movie is about a girl who lives in the valley.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Her name is Julie. And uh, she's dating a, a, a really, what, what is he? He's a, he's a hunk, Tommy. Not really. And uh, they're basically like the uh, the most popular kids in school. But she's kind of tired of his shit. I think he was
1: casted really horribly, too. Well, we'll, we'll talk about him yeah. here in just a little bit. We will. because so <laughs>
0: We will. <laughs> she, she's sick of his shit because he's a douchebag. She's wanting to get rid of him. And then uh, she sees this guy on the beach. And they kind of like stare at each other a little mm-hmm. bit, smile at each other. And later on, uh, this guy shows up at uh, one of the parties in the valley. Now, the valley, like, I don't know a lot about California, and maybe uh, Chris uh, and Erica from the Film Stripping Podcast can, uh, can you know, learn me on mm-hmm. uh, the cultures of California and, you know, where the valley is. I don't fucking even know where the valley is,
1: but... All I know, the only valley I know is San Fernando Valley. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if that's in California. And Death Valley. That one, too. So, anyway, they're, like, wealthy,
0: and Randy, played by...
1: Nicholas Cage. Nicholas
0: Cage. I was not
1: ready for. You
0: know, um, he's from the other side of town, which uh, a lot different. So yeah. this is one of those love stories that's boy meets girl, and uh, he lives on the wrong side of the tracks, and she's it's,
1: extremely it's, shallow it's, and rich. It's kind of
0: rich. a for, it's it's kind of a forbidden love, but man, they fall madly in love yeah. like quick. But since he is not one of them. Her friends have a big problem with it, and they just pressure her and pressure her and pressure her to, to dump him and get back with Tommy, and she does. And it's just the saddest ending ever.
1: I feel like that would have—never mind, never mind, never mind. Th-
0: that would have sent you over the edge if that would have happened. So Randy lays on the charm and uh, beats Tommy's ass at prom, and uh, they ride off into the sunset with uh, I'll Stop the World and Melt With You playing in the background. In Tommy's car. Yeah, in Tommy's limo. Going to the Sheraton.
1: Yeah, fancy. For a a
0: night of wild, passionate lovemaking.
1: Yeah, sure. I don't think high schoolers make love, Dad. I don't know if they did back in your day, but I'm pretty sure they don't now.
0: All right, let's see what the internet has to say. Lovely teen Julie Richmond is steeped in the excessive pink clad culture of the San Fernando Valley, (gasps) complete with her narcissistic boyfriend, Tommy. At a party, however, Julie falls for an edgy Hollywood punk named Randy, played by Nicolas Cage, and the two begin an unlikely romance. Torn between fitting in with her superficial friends and embracing the more nonconformist lifestyle, Julie ultimately has to decide to stay with Tommy or take a risk with Randy.
1: There was no risk with Randy. Like, I really liked this movie, (laughs) but it was so hard to watch her be a dumbass, you know? Yeah. It's like, if your friends are... Acting different and not in a good way, like they're acting bad, like, oh, they're all shifty, like they might ditch you if you make the decision they don't want you to make, then they're not real friends. So you gotta decide in your head, you gotta be like, okay, these people aren't friends with me for me. Like, okay, yeah, it's gonna suck to lose them because they were my friends, but you gotta get over that because having them as your friends, well, one, once you graduate high school, you're not gonna be friends anymore. Because they live in the most like superficial rich white neighborhood. They got that whole thing going on. Like, you just got to realize, like, you're going to lose them anyway. So, why not lose them doing something for yourself? Okay. I- I've lost a friend in a way like that because we were friends, but he was a, just a god of football. And so he got super popular once we got into middle school and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I, I realized, I think in like fourth grade, uh, I was like, well, you're not going to be my friend anymore once we get into middle school because you're going to be so popular. I think I even said that to him. And he was like, no, nah, I'll be your friend. And then, of course, I already knew, like, because mm-hmm. I'm not a fucking idiot, like, we don't belong in the same group. He is a uh,
0: defensive back for the University of Oklahoma now.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's he's really good. <laughs> he really is. And like he always said he's going to go to the NFL, and I never once doubted him. Yeah. Yeah. Because he is just born to play football. You saw him the other day, though, and he he said hi to you. We're still friendly. Like, yeah. he's a good person. Yeah. It's just how it works. It is it, how it it's works. It's a system. So, all right. So, like, we're still friendly. I can say what's up, and it's not like he looks at me as like, disgusting. Right, exactly. Like, we're just not friends.
0: But let's talk about the high school culture, real quick. And I, I don't want to get too wrapped up in this. But you're saying, like, uh, she should have been like, fuck these friends and all this stuff. But her daily life, is not like free and open. Her daily life is going to school. Her daily life is spent with these people. And these have been her friends for a really long time. And that's the only life she knows. It'd be really hard for her to, okay, to think. I see you shaking your head <laughs> at me. High school. She's superficial. She's in high school. High, because- that's her life. That, that little group of friends and that community is her whole life. And being taken away from that or being forced out of that is is a hard thing at it that is, age. It is. hard. You don't realize how much it's bullshit until okay. after the fact.
1: But I realized it was bullshit in middle school. Okay, but let's let's so, like, all right, But time like, out. How time could,
0: out. Time time out though.
1: Okay, fine. I have a lot to say. I, I understand you do. I understand <laughs> you do. But but fine.
0: You know, let's let's just get real. These people were top of the food chain, popular. We were not. So yeah. it's a lot easier when you're not at the top of popularity to realize, well, this is fucking stupid. This is some fucking bullshit, right? But when you're up there at that peak and you think, <laughs> fucking, we're, we're gods here. Yeah. And, and then you think, I could lose all this, you know? Because that's their whole life, you know? And a lot of them,
1: <sighs> you know what I mean? It's just... Yes, I get it. But I feel like, yes, high schoolers are stupid, in some ways, but I feel like you're using the fact that they're in high school as more of an excuse to be completely oblivious and blind to the extremely obvious. Because, well, one, if there's nothing going wrong for them and they're all popular, then obviously they're not going to see anything. But for her, her friends were going behind her back and acting weird and pressuring her. Mm -hmm. And that I feel like that's enough for any person, whether they're stupid in high school or not to realize there's something wrong here. And you're saying her whole life is hanging out with her friends and all that, which is true, but if you remember in one part of the movie, they're like, oh, we haven't seen Julie for the, most of the week. She's been with that guy Randy. Mm-hmm. She So she sees another side of things where, oh, she ditches one friend group for the man of her dreams, you know? So she's introduced to a new life that is better and treats her better, and she still denies it because... I don't know why.
0: Because she is losing her position at the top of this popularity.
1: <sighs> oh, thing. Look, I want to be prom queen so bad. Look, I won't disagree when you called her shallow. Yeah, man. I, if I was Randy, I would have never gone back for her. A lot of high school
0: kids are, are shallow. Dude, Randy was fucking totally in love with her, though.
1: But that is... I mean, yeah, it's going to hurt. You're going to cry and get drunk and everything and go to your club mm-hmm. and bang your ex that you <laughs> didn't want to bang. But, man... You gotta realize, when it's not worth the effort, it's not worth the fucking effort. Like, if she is so willing to shut you out and not communicate, and all for a really dumb, shallow reason, I'm never gonna be able to look at this person as not shallow again in my entire life, you know? But man, he tried for like days and days to get her attention, and she just wouldn't give him the time of day. And to me... It wasn't easy for her. But yeah, to me, that's just like well, she must just be one of those shallow valley girls. I've been duped. And we had something real, but clearly it's completely over. He, He tried much harder than I would have. I would have just been like felt bad for myself and gotten like drunk and done something stupid instead of trying to chase after someone who obviously doesn't love me or anything like that well i know? hope
0: after watching this movie you learned your lesson that a- don't give up <laughs> I, yeah
1: because movies are great life lessons so let
0: me let me tell you a quick story and i don't know i think you know this story all right so me and your mom were engaged and we were living together and our wedding was coming up your mom was working at a uh a record store uh slash video store and all the people she worked with are like, why the fuck would you want to get married? You're so young. Live your life. And then her friend from Florida is like, why are you getting married and stuff? So I come home one day, and she's not home. And she's left this message saying we need to talk. And I was like, yeah. motherfucker. So <laughs> I call her up, and she's telling me, you know, I just I don't, I don't want to do this. I'm too young. And she was listening to them.
1: Well, I think she was too young honestly i I would have been too scared to do something like that at nineteen, and obviously, y'all are meant to be a thing, right, So she's like, like Randy and Julie, <laughs> but to me, this is much more understanding from there's one Julie side is oh, he's different, don't do it, but to her, it's like marriage is a super scary thing. I don't know. she was really young, so I can understand that a lot better than, oh, he doesn't dress like us, so or talk like us. So, just don't date him. And one of them is marriage, and one of them is, who do I date in high school, you know? So, marriage to me... So, you're saying you can't
0: compare the two even a
1: little bit. And you can a little bit, but Mm -hmm. to me, they're, like, not very comparable at all. So, did you think your
0: mother was shallow for doing that to
1: me? No. No? Because she at least said we need to talk. She wasn't like crazy about it. I I, I, I see where you're coming from and I'm not trying to deny it. I think you are a little bit, but at the same time, see where I'm coming from. But she's like, Julie is a stupid high school girl. Yeah. Who's not getting married, marriage is like one of the biggest decisions in life because all the money crap and (laughs) insurance and all that. You know? It's not, man. I think it is. It, insurance it, and money has nothing to do with it. Dating is one thing. Dating is completely different from marriage, and you know it. I, I do. Because dating is like, oh, maybe we'll have Z's the bill and all that stuff. And marriage is like insurance and bills and shit, you know? Because you become like marriage one is not like insurance that. and bills. That's, <laughs> that's not part what, of it. That's, that's, but yeah, but that's part of life. There are bigger you, decisions to make for a married couple than a high school dating couple. Okay, don't deny me that.
0: It but seems I'm like you're, you're on
1: track to deny
0: me. Your that. mother was influenced by people who were fucking halfway friends, and Which one friend I, I, that she
1: hadn't seen in like. Ten years. I do really believe that she should have not listened to them. Mm-hmm. But I feel like their argument towards her not doing it is more compelling than the friends in this movie for Julie. Like, oh, he's different. <laughs> it's so much. It's so much different, but it's comparable.
0: Yeah, it, they're cousins for sure.
1: Yes. Um,
0: end of the story is I. Uh, I got in my car and uh, ran rainero row. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you bitch I'm gone put a burlap sack over her head and threw her in the back seat And no bottom in line the is dumpster
1: and lit it on fire no
0: she she went back home with her parents and uh, I drove there that night and uh, I
1: went, you no, talking, through, no. talking through clenched teeth grabbing no, a handful of no. her shirt
0: I went in there and talked some sense into her and we came home and had makeup sex and like, it was I, awesome
1: I love you <laughs> I love you so much. No, you know, we talked through hug, it. Big little kiss.
0: She had, she had
1: cold feet, you know? And you were and, like, you've been through this before. Not that situation, but you, you're perceptive like I am, you know, to things like this. Or You instantly saw, look at these friends. They're not friends. Look what they're doing to you. Mm-hmm. They're making you doubt what you want to do. Just because that's their opinion, you And know? she
0: realized it just like Julie did.
1: Julie didn't... She never confirmed that she realized it. All she did was go with the man who beat up her boyfriend and get in the back of a car. She knew all along. She was probably very scared. She knew all along. Which makes it even worse. That Randy was the right person. Which makes it even worse. (laughs) That she was completely... All right. She was never, like, tricked. She just completely denied herself of what she wanted. I know, know,
0: I know. People do weird fucking things when other people influence their lives.
1: I just find it hard to watch and understand. I I find
0: lots of things hard to watch and understand, especially in the world right now, where (laughs) people are trapped in a cult. Man, that was a... He did. Yeah, we, we had a little heated uh, discussion there. heated discussion. But really, the end of the story is uh, your mom and I are like uh, Randy and Julie.
1: I was going to say more of the story is do what the fuck you want. Exactly. reason. I think we've talked about Don't this before. Don't let people influence you.
0: All of our middle school and high school listeners, <laughs> just the shit you're going through right now, like the whole popularity thing is, is a bunch of bullshit. Do what you fucking want to do.
1: Fuck the popular people. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other moral of the story.
0: Uh, So when you saw that Nicolas Cage was in this, uh, you were like, huh? And I'm like, what? And you're like, he can be pretty hit or
1: miss. I was like, he's like the worst amazing actor. I didn't know what kind of movie this is going to be either. So if you told me it was basically like a romantic, semi-comedic drama, then I would have been like, what the fuck? But he was good looking. This might have been his best role.
0: I think he was great in this. He was fantastic. He was so fucking cool. He really was.
1: So cool. And then he saw the world for how it really Mm -hmm. is.
0: He just said whatever was on his
1: mind. He was very admirable. He knew what he wanted. every dude would like to be.
0: Yeah, he he really was. I thought he was really, really cool in this. And I I haven't seen this movie in 15, 20 years or something like that, so I didn't know how it would hold up. I always remember Nicolas Cage being really cool in this and me kind of wanting to be somebody like that. You know, you watch it 20 years later, and I was just a little bit worried that you were going to be like, he was a fucking dork. Are you serious? Really? No. That girl would like him, but.
1: He was the coolest. <laughs> and it made it even worse that I said it so many times Tommy, the rich white love interest, he basically looked like Lloyd and Harry from Dumb and Dumber docked and had some kind of baby from it because he had Harry's hair, uh, like color and. Texture and everything, but in the bowl cut of Lloyd. And he wasn't he was not a hunk. I don't know where all those girls <laughs> got that he was a hunk.
0: It was in the script.
1: But I would say that he was one of the worst looking guys in all the scenes. Would would you not?
0: Tommy was gross, for so, sure. But
1: look, he was meant to be like the hottest guy, but he was nasty.
0: So do this math. <laughs> this movie came out in nineteen eighty three. Tommy was born in nineteen fifty three.
1: Yeah, I I know, I and mean, I didn't know 53 specifically, but you look at him, and you're like, that's like the same thing as Tobey Maguire supposed to be a high school student in fucking Spider-Man. So he was 30 he when this came out. So awful. He
0: had to have been 28 or 29 years old when this came out, and he's supposed to be a high school senior.
1: He looked... It wasn't the fact that he was supposed to be a high school senior. He didn't look super old or anything. He really didn't. He was just not a hunk. He was... He just had kind of had a gross face. He's no Ryan Reynolds. I'm going to be honest. like, I can't pick out one specific thing about his face that was wrong, but it's just like it, his face did not work together. They were not a good team. And I think the way <laughs> he looked,
0: like, in, I think he was like that in real life. Like, I, Don't you feel like he was? Oh, he had like, to have been. Like he played himself, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> a, a big douche with no regard for other's yeah. feelings, a huge manipulator. So Nick Cage was 19 when this came out
0: really yeah so uh, he, other th- he
1: got into acting early
0: yeah i mean i saw him in fast times i mean he's related to uh, oh, i
1: forgot he made like a cameo in yeah that.
0: he's related to one of the coppola's or something like that because his real name is nicholas coppola so coppola's a, a big time director you may have heard of him the godfather
1: i know the movie
0: yeah uh yeah fucking nick cage a hairy 19 year old
1: yeah, uh, I was a hairy nineteen-year-old too, but not that hairy. In doubt the the hair on my chest is not like that yet.
0: Yeah, so like this this forbidden love, man, great love story. They're a great couple, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I mean, just get over the fact that you uh,
1: that I hate her. Yeah, I'm and just, I won't forgive her. <laughs> um, yeah, they were a great couple while wow, she wasn't a complete. Mm-hmm. Very Mother of all bad words, I don't know if I want to offend anyone with that.
0: No, please don't. Very believable love story, though. Yeah. One of those, like, out of all the love stories we've seen before she got on your shit list.
1: On my hit list. <laughs> and not the sexual kind of hit.
0: Before she got on your hit list. <laughs> Gosh.
1: <laughs> I, I may have embellished that part, but it was funny. Before
0: she got on your shit list, um, one of the best couples?
1: And Movies we've done, yeah, they were, yes, they're one of the best, yeah, they're probably one of the, best. the best because I really admired them. I didn't know it was gonna happen because I mean, I there has to be something bad that happens, and I know, yeah, that um, Nicolas Cage can't do any wrong in this movie. It was just that, sucked to watch because. It's already fucked up when you have to deal with that in one of these kind of movies, but the fact that it it, it was what it was made it even worse. Where it's like. I mean, they did a good job with that, though. If the issue is super obvious, it definitely gives the audience the effect that the people who did the movie wanted them to have. Mm-hmm. It's like how can you not see that? Like you were, come yelling, on. you were yelling at the TV. I didn't I never yelled, but you, you, I was I got heated. I got mad. You talked very like,
0: sternly to it.
1: I was like, she's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Like you are so stupid. It cracks me
0: up when people do that. When people start talking to the TV. I get invested. <laughs> uh, yeah, you I do. get
1: invested in I've gotten invested in movies for the past several years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for better or for worse, everyone out here knows it can be great and it can be bad. Yep. Um, But I was thinking, before you hit the record button for us to start again, how awesome would it be to somewhere, somehow in the future, you can edit these old movies, like there's a service or something, and you can make them scenes happen how you want them to, without getting all the actors and stuff together. like It's like completely programmed AI or some shit. So you can see the scenes you wanted to see without it being canon, you know, just mm-hmm. to get the satisfaction of maybe Tommy getting murdered. <laughs> because I was thinking uh, it would have been awesome to just have a one-off scene where when they're throwing the cake on him and stuff, there's the cake knife, and they just slide it in his gut. Said. He does the dramatic cough, and the blood starts running down his chin, and then he falls and dies and then you walk away with the girl. So Nick Cage or shows. I was thinking it would have been nice for them to just never get back together. You get to see their futures. You see um a Nicholas Cage character a, Randy. You get to see Randy 10 years in the future or whatever. He's having a great time. He has like a wife and maybe a kid on the way or something like and he's just living his dream. He's doing what what he wants, and he has an open-minded spouse. Fucking
0: governor of California. you know. Just. He's,
1: he's just cool, you know? He's having a good time. And maybe he doesn't have a whole lot, but real happy. And then you get to see Tommy and Julie. You just see them, like, miserable in their mega mansion, like gray hair at 35. They just hate each other. They have, like, eight children, and they all look the exact same, the stupid face of Tommy, mixed with the stupid idiotness of Julie. Were you, like... And the blonde, nasty little kids, and their brats, and they you just f- hate everything. Were you
0: fantasizing about that as we were watching this?
1: Not as we were watching this, as you ran to go take a piss <laughs> right after the movie ended. I was thinking, how nice would it be if you could do that with any movie, though? Because in Gladiator, it totally would have been he kills Joaquin Phoenix and then lives as happy a life as he could have until he... Maybe he died tragically not to Joaquin Phoenix so he could go see his family earlier when he dies of old age or whatever. I I just think that would be a cool service that will never exist. We just gave another million dollar idea out live on Movie Mugging. That's how we're going to be able to do this the rest of our lives. We're not going to have to monetize, but we throw out so many multi-trillion dollar Mm -hmm. ideas and someday we're going to get like a suspicious envelope in the mail, filled with cash, from uh, the singing Google or yeah, whatever the song app, the hum the hum a song app, the hum a song app sends us like two billion in the mail. That would be cool. I'd rather them just wire it to our account.
0: Yeah, there there was a part where Nick Cage shows up at the party and uh, Julie's there, and and they really start like staring at each other Hitting and just having off. this great conversation. And then Tommy fucking punches him out, and his friends grab him, and he punches him, they throw him out, and they leave. And then he's like, fuck this, I'm going back. So they yeah. go back, and they pull up in the driveway, and Jack's all, I hope they fucking bring their knives.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, I hope they got switchblades.
0: You get so angry at people in movies. Yeah,
1: because I see it as if it's real life, you know? And if I saw someone doing that in real life, I'd say, I hope a piano falls from the third floor when they're leaving their apartment, and it crushes them.
0: Don't ever cross Jack.
1: Well, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to wish. It's harmless. It's basically like I'm talking to myself about it, you Man. know? All
0: right. So let's talk a little uh, Valley Girl slang.
1: I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I, and there's the song that I know I mentioned earlier that you said was not related to this movie at all. Thank God, because they made Valley Girls and that song sound like unbearable, like annoying people that you just don't want to be around. But in this movie, it was like more like their voices weren't just fucking insane. And I don't know if that song was like supposed to be like a comedic take at it. Of course it was. I thought that was real. And so whenever you said that we were going to be watching this, I was worried in the back of my mind because I was thinking all the characters are going to be really annoying. Well,
0: the first five minutes of this is just them going overpowering Valley Girl. Just the way they were talking, they didn't do that the rest of the movie, but it was over the top Valley Girl slang.
1: I liked their for sure Mm -hmm. thing, which basically means... Or or I'm sure. uh, Yeah. It means bullshit slash yeah, right. (laughs)
0: Yep.
1: But they can also say, like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, okay, yeah, for sure.
0: All right, so here's some Valley Girl slang. Um, I'm just going to read through them really fast. Awesome. Gag me with a spoon. Bitchin'. (laughs) Like Choice, Barf Me Out, Gnarly, Tubular, Dweeb, Fresh, Grody. Also, see, Grody to the max.
1: <laughs> Not all of those are Valley Girl, though. Totally.
0: Like, totally. For sure. Bod, No Duh, What's Your Damage, Eat My Shorts. Eat My Shorts. What was that from? Eat I know my that. Shorts. People say that. Breakfast Club, Eat My Shorts. Uh, righteous, Take a Chill Pill. Talk to the hand? No, talk to the hand is not Valley Girl. Gosh,
1: this Some web... Some of those are just slang. Yeah, this website sucks. Like, take a chill pill? Does that, is that Valley Girl? Sounds like it could be, because you can hear it in their voice really good. Talk
0: to the hand. That's like 90s or something, right? Talk to the hand, because the ears aren't listening, and you move your head yeah. like that. And you're on your cell phone. Uh, don't have a cow. Bite me. Freaking me out. Tripendicular.
1: Yeah, tripendicular, that was weird. I know tubular. Mm-hmm. That wasn't exclusive to speaking Valley of, Girls. Speaking of Tubular, this was a tubular soundtrack. Soundtrack was probably the best part about the movie. I mean as much as I really did like them as a couple, and I liked a lot of the characters, the soundtrack was just so good. And constant. And, and constant, yeah. And a lot of it the lyrics of the song and sound of the song had like a hundred percent to do with what was going on. Which is wonderful. Yeah. It perfectly fit the mood at all times, which was great. All right, favorite parts? Mm I liked the montage of Randy and Julie when they like started actually dating and it showed them all like in, in different clothes in a bunch of scenes walking away from where they were just at on a date. I thought that was cool. I liked when Randy started doing like the outrageous things to try and get her to crack and stop being dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he
0: slept in her yard in he, a sleeping bag.
1: And, yeah, and he like got in a car whenever the car she was in was about to leave, and was like, "What's going on?" She's like, "Get out!"
0: He pretended to be like a a yeah. car hop
1: uh, and a guy at the front of the movie theater mm-hmm. who rips your ticket. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked that because it showed how like persistent and creative he was. Yeah, I, I love that too. You know, when you when you love somebody, you you drive that fifty
0: minutes and you go get her and put her back in the car and drive her back to your tiny little apartment.
1: And yeah, that's what and then you give did. her
0: and then give her the what for. <laughs> Spank her. Hey, it worked out. We've been married twenty seven years. So uh, and
1: that's a flex. The
0: right decision was made.
1: Because I mean it wasn't it like fifty percent of marriages. The United States ended in divorce or something like that?
0: I think it's more than 50 now.
1: That sucks. It makes me feel very hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm not really doing anything wrong right now. I mean, maybe I'll be a total bitch later, but... My parents, they're still together. But, I mean, they got married a long-ass time ago. I know. Whenever the divorce rate was probably a lot different. Yeah, 1964. I'm, I'm not doing that math. Hold on. Let me... Do the math. You really want to do the shot. math? Six? Seven. <laughs> Thirty nine. Um fifty-seven. 14? That's fifty-seven. Really? Yeah.
0: Fifty-seven?
1: Holy shit.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs)
1: Congratulations, mom and dad. Fucking time. They don't listen. I was about to say they don't listen. They don't even know about it. But they got married whenever it was like the wife's duty to do everything in the house because that's what she does. I mean, it's still the wife's duty to do everything in the house (laughs) in that household. Oh, I, I. I couldn't believe what you were saying, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, and yeah. then you said in that house, and I was like, Dude. "Yeah, you know, I because mean, it's, that, that's yeah. still like the honey, go get me a beer now." No, it's not. It's not a hateful relationship. No, they love no. each other. I mean, but it's one of those things, you know, like. She does the cooking, she does the cleaning, he doesn't do anything anymore. Unless it's like grilling. He no you know dude, he he'll he'll throw one back with the boys and grill. Uh, he used to work two
0: jobs and stuff that's true. And, and my mom was nice enough to have dinner ready when he got home. And that, you know? and
1: that's why mom, he has horrible heart issues. My
0: mom's not doing anything she doesn't want to do. Let's just throw that out there.
1: My dad <laughs> Yeah, is he's not, not holding her hostage. No, no,
0: he's not like He may that. like
1: guns, but he's not holding <laughs> her hostage with him.
0: <laughs> I don't think he is. I, I like so much about this movie. Me too. Um I, I loved her parents. Julie's parents were fucking cool. Yeah, my, like the
1: like, old I, I thought she looked way too young for him and then they said that like that she was younger than him.
0: My mom was pretty strict about when I had to be home. Like all my friends could stay out later than me, and it fucking pissed me off. Don't fucking give me that look. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, but, I, but, I can say the... Ex- I can, Ditto, ditto. There you go. Fuck you. And I can say... If a crit. They had very good reason
0: to because I was I, out doing shit. Y'all didn't have very good reason for me. I did too because oh, I, I knew what I did and I knew you weren't going to have those same opportunities that I had. My parents had good reason to do that because I was a little fucking hellion, man. I did some <laughs> shit and if they'd have let me stay out later, I'd have did even more shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a bad kid. Julie's parents... They were like, you know what? You just learn your lessons, and as long as you're, you're not gonna, hurting
1: anybody or anybody's hurting you, just
0: whatever, man. Come and go as you please. It's all good.
1: She even said that they want her to grow into her own human. And she's like, why can't you just punish me like yeah. my
0: friends? It's like, fuck. Come on, Julie. There, there was one part where- Enjoy it. Right? No doubt, man. But if my parents would have just let me do whatever I want to, like some of my friends- it, You would have died. I would have been in trouble with the police more than I was in trouble with the police. I can guarantee that.
1: I don't think anything would have happened to me. I mean, I probably would have smoked more weed, Mm -hmm. but that's not really anything. So (laughs) I don't think anything would have happened to me. At one point... I would have had more fun times in my high school. Some better stories to tell on here. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, Come on, you hurt the podcast by doing that. I can't believe you'd do something like that to deliberately hurt the podcast. deliberately hurt the podcast five years ago? You probably thought about it, not five years ago. but
0: At one point when uh, Julie was going to the prom, for whatever reason, dad was all sorts of nervous and he went Mm -hmm. to the bathroom and put a towel at the bottom of the door and lit up a joint and started smoking. When your mother and I were getting high all the time in college, Mm -hmm. we even talked about how, oh yeah, we'll we'll keep smoking when we have kids. I mean, it was, dude, we were going to smoke pot forever. And I even thought about you know, from this movie, when y'all were at home or whatever, putting a towel down by the door, where <laughs> y'all wouldn't be able to see I mean, yeah. Opening up a window. Mm-hmm. I was sure that marijuana was going to be a big part of my life forever. So my favorite parts, dude, I, I love their love story, man. I really love their love story. Because it
1: hits close to home for you, doesn't it? Well,
0: <laughs> but you know what? Like when I met your mom... I got to have been with a whole lot of women. Just fucking a whole lot of women. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> no. I had my I sh- know you, you were with crazy. I had my share of girlfriends.
1: I and- I'm not allowed to even say her name. No one is. No. I'm pretty sure I remember it, but I'm not even last time I said it you were like acted weird for yeah, a second. <laughs> just a mistake.
0: That's that's what we call her. Mistake.
1: No, we call her fucking insane. A yeah. fucking nut job.
0: Yeah. She was she was insane. She, she was a nut job. A knife
1: on you or something? No, she,
0: gosh. It's one of those stories that somebody it? bitches out a teacher, and then by the end of the day, they pulled a gun on the teacher. It's the way gossip goes.
1: No. Then, okay, then never mind. Yeah. She wanted to kill you or something. Said she would kill you. I think My so. God. Yeah, same shit, I dude. broke her heart, man. But <laughs> when I, when well, I. And now you have two kids with the woman I think you broke her heart with? Maybe not. I don't know your sexual timeline. Yeah, I was actually
0: living with a crazy mistake when I met your mother.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, and you
0: needed a way out. I was living with her because I didn't want to live with my parents more than because I really wanted to be with her. But, um, yeah, when when I met your mom, when, when you know, you know, and it was just a, a different level of any other dating that I'd done. And I think... Randy and Julie and this, they sold what that love looks like. Just yeah. the, the immediate, just fucking big, passionate attraction. And
1: and that never dies, and you, supposedly. And you
0: just want to spend every waking moment with that person. And when you can't, you're on the phone with that person. And you'll, you'll drop whatever you're doing to be with that person. And it was just, we, we hung out every single day as long as we could every single day. Had to get up and go to work in the morning. As soon as I got home, we, we would meet up somewhere. I mean, it was just, it was like that. So I think watching this couple, it did remind me of, uh, of me and your mom.
1: I feel gross that I saw them kissing on the TV.
0: Dude, they kissed a lot. Yeah. Good Lord, they kissed a lot. They did. Yeah, me and your mother kissed a lot, too. I'm sure you did. Just a fucking tongue. It didn't you're, even faze you anymore, you're right? You're
1: trying to gross me out. when in, in a past episode, you're like, yeah, your mom's ankles were by my ears. <laughs> Like, okay, by her ears. I think I thought no. he said by yours, maybe. <laughs> like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, that was like, no, like the legs are up like this, you know.
0: <laughs> He's showing me finger positions,
1: you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, though, I do, yeah.
0: I do. They were on my shoulders, yeah, that's right. Ankles by my ears,
1: <laughs> and I was like, it doesn't great. even
0: phase you anymore. Yeah, like, I, I used to know, make
1: refer to mom's bush or something, and I'll be like, gross. <laughs> I, it doesn't, I've never referred doesn't to your hurt mother's me bush. as much as it used to. I know. Okay? And that
0: kind of saddens me.
1: Yeah, I'm sure like it that's does. That's the one thing that I had that I could always I, throw at you, and you'd be like, all oh, right, stop. I think I can see like violence and gore and stuff. I get desensitized to I things. I guess so. So that's your mistake for using that all the time instead of sparingly to bother me. Well, just
0: picture me hitting it from behind right now.
1: I can. And it, <laughs> it, that's gross. <laughs> Um, but that's a level that I feel like you should not take it to because you probably don't even feel right doing that either. I
0: don't feel right doing that. Yeah, so
1: don't do it again <laughs> for, for both of our sakes. All
0: right, reverse cowgirl. No, <laughs> pile
1: driver. Uh, it's not even. <laughs> that, that's a funny one. Oh man, <laughs> that that's just a funny one.
0: All right, let's not. Yeah,
1: no. Yeah, you're a son of a bitch for that. For pile driving your mother? No, for saying. Imagine this. I like, picture this, son. <laughs> We're fucking in the bedroom, and it's nasty and sweaty, and there's just noises and unknown liquids. You like that, son? You like that picture in your head, son? Our our pubes are making love too. What? Our pubes are touching and meeting. They're like intertwining. <laughs> we can't pull apart. Yeah, you like that imagery, son? She's slapping and grabbing what little ass I have left. Don't you, you like doing? that, son? What are you doing? Why I'm, are you I'm taking just a doing, down doing what you are doing? Uh. <laughs> I wish I was a minor so I could call the cops on you. Oh
0: man, my cheeks are kind of hurting from laughing. That's funny.
1: <laughs> I was thinking from picture this: your mother pegging me. <laughs> No. Yeah, you said your cheeks are hurting that. After happened all once. That. Didn't ever again. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would never want to be pegged, I feel like. No. I mean, it's like the biggest troll that the man's G-spot is in the asshole, you know?
0: I'm exit only, man. <laughs> exit only. So I love their relationship. <laughs> That's a- I thought it was fantastic. (laughs) Great segue. Right? Isn't
1: it? (laughs) I did. I love it. It makes me think of the people at the end of Bruno at the wrestling match. She probably blocked that whole movie. No, I remember that. They're like, my ass is for shitting only. (laughs) Like, they're all yelling that because (sighs) he was straight Dave. He he could not be seen as gay anymore. And so he's saying all this stereotypical bullshit. Mm -hmm. And they had shirts on. (laughs) It said, my ass is for shitting only. (laughs) And they had like one of those like red circles at the line through it over probably a dick. I don't remember. But (laughs) apparently those were real people. Yeah. And they were really fucking mad. (sighs) I trusted you straight, Dave.
0: Don't you get a feeling that we live amongst some of those people?
1: What do you mean do I get the feeling? (laughs) Remember that guy we saw today? Just think of him and be like, yes, we do. Okay, move on.
0: Let's talk about him real quick.
1: Hillbilly Santa with a, a what looked like an M1911 tucked into the back of his jeans. He had a big old knife, and he had a holstered flashlight. And he's ready for business. We go to get
0: uh, Jack's car inspected. And we pull up, and yeah, there's a guy with a long gray beard. And Jack's like, dude, he's got a gun. And you were like, huh? You, I think it's, you said bullshit. It's tucked in the back of his pants where everybody can see it.
1: Yeah, where like his shirt isn't over it, like mm-hmm. it is. He keeping wants you his shirt tucked in. He
0: wants you to see it. He's got a big fucking like buck knife <laughs> sheathed on his belt, and then uh, also a, a flashlight. He's prepared for the for worst. What
1: zombies? The fucking global blackout. You know the the fucking Jiffy Lube to get robbed. I mean, what? <sighs> ah, I don't. <sighs> he. I didn't read his shirt, but I'm sure it said some. You fuck with me, I'll show you the fires of hell. Well, If you touch my family, I'll I'll send you straight to the devil himself, which is me. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he had an InfoWars bumper sticker on his truck.
1: Yeah. And if you know what InfoWars is, then you know. But if you don't, don't look it up. Don't poison your mind with the words of Alex Jones. He's a fucking crazy delusional person.
0: And that's (laughs) that's being rude to crazy delusional people. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I love their relationship. That's my favorite part. Just just watching them be in love. That's the old softy in me, I guess. I
1: and mean, that, that was great to watch, yeah. All right, Bucket of Chicken. I think I'm going to have to give it to Fred. Really? Yeah. We've already talked so much about how awesome fucking, what's his name was, Nicolas Cage and their relationship and Julie. was. I really liked Julie. I was just very mad. I know you were. And, and when I'm mad, I love being mad. Mm. So... There you go.
0: You sit in it and stew and in I it. And I fucking
1: love it. Um,
0: Stroke that anger.
1: <laughs> yeah. Feed the fire. Fred was a great friend. He was a good comic relief every once in a while when he was on. He was uh, Randy's best friend. Yeah, he was He was like dorky and a little weird, but he was a really good friend. And he basically was the one who came up with like, she's gone, but you need to start doing, you need to pull out the crazy stuff, the super romantic stuff that, that the girls will love And then he came up with the final master plan, which got Randy, Julie back. And there was one night where right whenever Julie basically dumped Randy, wouldn't tell him why, wouldn't talk to him, shut the door in his face. Um, Even after, he was like, I love you. Like, what? Um, And she still didn't say anything. But that bothered me so much. Um, Sorry, I, I got really bothered there and couldn't remember what I was saying. But, uh, yeah, so Randy went and got really, really drunk, and it was just kind of on the street, uh, walked out of a club, and was picking a fight with, like, some gangsters in a car.
0: He was hella drunk.
1: Yeah, and he's like, get out the car, like, let's do this, and uh, Fred hadn't shown up in a while, so Fred showed up, drug him in an alley, and it was like, dude, they're gonna those are the guys who are going to kill you, and... Basically, Randy was talking about how he wanted, like, was just like, just kill me already, put me out of my misery. He's throwing up in the alley. He's like, leave me alone. He keeps saying, leave me alone. Fred wouldn't. And I even said, if Fred leaves, he's the worst friend possible because that's a very dangerous situation. Your friend could very easily die, especially after you watch them try to die and they're asking to die. Like, I, I just applauded him in my brain for being a good friend grabbing him and getting the hell out of there and then giving him a good plan. It it was between him and the dad because I really liked (laughs) the dad a lot. He's an old hippie. He was awesome. And he gave Julie his two cents about the whole Randy-Tommy situation. And I thought it was cool because he basically gave her the whole spiel about how it doesn't matter if they're different, what clothes they wear. All that matters is the person that they are. And so he basically said Randy without saying it because he... Were, he was a free spirit person. It was like, go do your own thing, you know, and come back to me when you're 100% certain and I'll tell you what, to, what I think or mm-hmm. something like that. He was awesome. And then he smoked weed in the bathroom when he was <laughs> anxious. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, he was fun. But I, I liked him a lot. It has to go to Fred for making the whole thing possible.
0: Uh, my Bucket of Chicken, the soundtrack was fucking trippendicular. For sure.
1: This movie still would have been good if it was a different one, but I think it enhanced it a lot.
0: Oh, fucking 80s soundtrack. So good. And
1: that'll do any movie right, honestly. Yeah,
0: so good. But I got to give it to Nick Cage, man. This might be his crowning moment. I mean, I know there's a lot of movies out there that like he almost won an Oscar for, or maybe he did win an Oscar for one.
1: Maybe like a not national treasure, right?
0: <laughs> no, national treasure's not winning any since Oscars. I was a
1: kid, so I always like saw them as like, oh, these movies are like the movie. The first one was good. I, I enjoyed the first these one. These movies are like top-notch, high-quality. I haven't i have seen any of them since I was probably like six.
0: I haven't seen a ton of Nick Cage movies. Most of them that I've seen have not been, certainly not Bucket of Chicken worthy. <laughs> and I can't imagine that he will get another opportunity to win a Bucket of Chicken on uh, Movie Muggin. But, uh, man, this is a solid win for him. Oh, he was yeah. He was great. His character was cool. He played it perfect. I, I fucking loved it, man. I, I loved him. I thought he was
1: awesome. And I feel like that's the one time we'll see him hunky.
0: He was hunky, man. Nick was Cage was a handsome young man.
1: All right. Um, score time. Man, before I ever got super angry, it was it was a 100. Really? I loved this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so for about the last half of it, I was angry. So, like, think of the first half. I loved all of that. And I loved this whole movie. And, I mean, I have to give movies like this respect because when they make me feel so strongly, I know they've done a good job somewhere. Um, And so I can never... I I can hate the movie for it. Like, uh, Gladiator, Gladiator. fuck that shit. But that was also because that movie was, like, what, three hours and... They made me watch all this stuff just for me to be upset at the very end and feel like I I was cheated. So, that, so that's why. There were stronger emotions than anger behind that. There's I felt cheated. For this, I'm thinking like 92. Nice. I had a really good time watching it. Yeah. I, I also have a soft spot, which sucks.
0: <laughs> you didn't realize that till The Ugly Truth, did
1: you? I Not to the extent. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew I wasn't just like a huge asshole at yeah. heart or anything, but... I feel like plenty of our listeners probably think I am from some of the things I say. Yeah, for but sure. I, I'm I'm a closeted sweetheart. <laughs> Come out of that closet more often, Jack. No, that's okay.
0: I love this movie. I've always loved this movie. I wanted to be Nick Cage and and have that kind of romance when when I was a teenager. Oh
1: yeah, fuck yeah. He's fucking cool as shit. Um, let me switch bodies. Yeah, let, I, I, let, me, I, let me switch people.
0: You know, I wish that I had that uh, just. Fuck you! I'm I'm me, and uh, I love this girl, and I'm going to fight for this girl. And, and I love that's that that's the confidence, where
1: his charisma came mm-hmm. from how much he didn't care and was carving his own path. That's mm-hmm. where all of his like, like a lot of his attractiveness came from. I mean, he also looked good, but the fact, the way that he carried himself, yes. I and mean, his style was cool too. <laughs> yeah. Everything about him was an A plus. Right? It was. It was, uh, was really cool. It was cool to see. Because I'm really not used to Nick Cage looking like good, and, you know. I know you. Like, were he doesn't look bad, but I mean, he, he kinda, looked I mean. good there. It was just the opposite of what I'm used to with Nick Cage, and it was a good performance too. So that's also the opposite of what I'm used to <laughs> with Nick Cage. Yeah, and he's good in like Gone in sixty Seconds and some of the other ones I remember. Oh, I like some Nick Cage movies for sure, but that just was off the top of my head. But uh, it was refreshing.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, I love it. 95. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Got anything else? Nope. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 99 of Movie Muggin. If you'd like to keep up with us, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Movie Muggin. And if you'd like to email us, MovieMuggin at gmail.com. Do not forget, we're going to have a crappy movie episode released on April 11th. If you would like to suggest a movie, please do so. Go to MovieMuggin.com. Click on the link that says Help Us Pick a Crappy Movie and uh, suggest your movie there. If you leave your email and we pick your movie, you get a Movie and sticker. Also, don't forget, next week, episode number 100. Woohoo! hoo 100. It's, it's an episode that we're pretty excited about. All right, guys, thanks for listening, and have a uh, tubular Movie mugging day. See ya.
1: Fingers up your butt to make you nut.